Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He leaves away. Australia away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth Hello and welcome to The Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. I'm Emily Collin. I'm sad. (laughs) But I'm also Laura Jolly. (laughs) LJ, it's an emotional day. It Um, is. A day we probably hoped would never come, but we thought it might come and and it's come. Um, Meg Lanning, after 13 years um, at the top of her game in international cricket, has announced her retirement from international cricket. so her last her last match for Australia was you you were there um, South Africa lifting T Twenty World Cup trophy. Um, how do you feel? Um, yeah, sad. I know. Like obviously Meg spoke at her press conference today, which was quite an emotional one, and she said that this has probably been about eighteen months in the making. She took that break from cricket last year, hoping that that would fuel the fire or mm. um, you know rejuvenate her for another few years and. Uh, she says it's kind of become obvious to her over the last few months while she's been out of the game again that that drive is just no longer there and she, yeah. she's not she feels like she's done all she has to do in the game she's got nothing left to give and doesn't want to be half in half out yeah so um respect that decision it's a yeah. it's a big call to make after um so many years at the top and, and yeah. knowing how competitive she is but I guess champions know when when to walk away yeah, they know. And I mean, I think the thing the thing is, being Australian captain, it's so much more than just walking out onto the field and trying to make runs, which is what Meg is the best at doing. Like that's what that's what she does. Um she tries to make runs to get her team into a winning position. That's what she's done so well. But being captain, there's so much additional stuff. You know, there's there's meetings, there's uh, media commitments. So there's so much that goes on off the field and um it's honestly unbelievable that Meg's uh, managed to do it with such class for such a long time. Um, Nine years, almost ten years in charge of the Australian team. Yeah, in unprecedented. A where the game has just gone yeah. gangbusters. It's remarkable. Many reflections, LJ. Um, you've been there. So many um, special moments over Meg's career. Um, have you got some favourite favourite Meg Lanning moments that you'd like to reflect on? Yeah, I do. I think. Um, Everyone says this, the best innings I ever saw her play was that T20 
um, hundred at Chelmsford during the twenty nineteen Ashes. It was one hundred thirty three off sixty something balls, and she was just on a complete other level that night. Like yeah. the sort of mode that Glenn Maxwell was in a few yeah. days ago. That yeah. that mode where whatever she wanted to do, she was going to do it. There was oh. nothing England could do to stop her. And <laughs> even she said there were probably only two innings in her whole career where she was in that kind of form, and that was just. Classic Meg. You could watch that over and over. Um, but I think, and this is a, a slightly more niche example. That yep, we love niche. goes under the radar a bit because it wasn't actually televised mm. during the T20 World Cup in India in 2016. It was a round match against South Africa. Yeah. It wasn't a big score. It was a 30 not out. But um, I think it just encapsulated Meg <laughs> as a person and her competitive spirit. So um, basically Meg got a, a case of um, stomach illness, deli belly. Yeah. Right before the toss, she was vomiting on the ground during warm-ups. Oh. She missed the toss because she was sick. She was oh off God. the field for about half of Australia's fielding innings because mm. she was too unwell to be on the ground. She was in the dressing room napping. She couldn't oh. go out to bat to chase. They were only chasing 103. Um, she wasn't allowed to go out to bat because she spent so much time off the field. Oh. Um, Australia, despite only chasing 100, ended up three for nine. Oh, dear. <laughs> At which point, Elisa Healy went into the dressing room, woke yeah. Meg up and said, Meg, we need you. <laughs> At four for 53, Meg went out to the middle and she hit 30 not out off 19 balls. Oh, my God. Sick as a dog. (laughs) Just to get that thing done, five boundaries, got it done, marched straight off, went back home and locked herself in a hotel room for two days to recover. That is alpha energy. Like, I'll do it. Leave it to me. (laughs) Why can't any of you get this done? I'm just going to do this and I'm going home. Oh, my God. Were you there? I was. And oh. that was a strange night. It was, wasn't was a broadcast game. So yep. it was um, myself and our cameraman Scott trying to get some vision of this match to send home. And we looked down and there's Meg doubled over on the ground <laughs> before the game. Oh, my God. Um, that is classic and, Meg. Yeah, that was – I think that just summed up her competitive spirit yep. and her determination to just get things done. What else you got? Um, yeah, I think those those are my favourites. Yeah. The innings at – against Sri Lanka at the Wacker too, I think, with her and Ray Chains with the World Cup campaign kind of on the line too. It was just a really special moment. Yeah, yeah. That's, what are yours? Well, that's what Meg said today. She really prides herself on being able to step up and perform when the team needs her most and when the team yeah, is under pressure. I mean, that game against Sri Lanka at the Wacker, what were we, like three for eight or something? So it was, yeah, very similar vibes to that, yeah. that um, other example I gave. It was... Yeah. Australia's World Cup was on the line, uh, her, nearly she, down the down the drain. She went out. That was, it was probably over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big fist pump in the end when um, she hit the winning runs. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Um, similar one for me. Um, I remember sitting exactly in this studio when Meg when Meg stormed the fortress at Chelmsford. I mean, I think it was probably about. Two o'clock in the morning, um, <laughs> at the end of a, a long ashes spent covering it from here in the office. Um, but that was just so good. I loved watching that, and I remember I went home and I just watched the highlights so many times. I just couldn't get enough of it. I just used to. I love watching Meg Bat, like like both of us do, like everyone does. I just love watching her stride out to the crease with such authority, and she just gets this look in there in her eye, like. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to do it. And it's so good when she does it. I love watching her captain. I used to love um, when she'd be, when we used to, like, you know, film the team huddles. I loved listening to Megan the huddle. Like, you just run through a brick wall for her. <laughs> She's so good. I think, yeah, probably the favourite thing that I got to witness with Meg um, was lifting the trophy at the MCG in front of 86,000 people. Um, I mean, that was probably a night that 
Meg never thought would happen. None of us thought would happen. And to see her just soaking it up. Um, I remember like watching when Katy Perry came on stage and seeing Meg give her that big hug. That was just like, that was just priceless. So there's a lot of memories. Um, uh, and I did really enjoy seeing Meg embrace her lighter side a bit too. Later totally. Year after she was, you know, yeah. very serious. Yeah. Know, game pace for most of her career, but the last few years, just opening up and showing a, a bit more of her sense yeah. of humour, which is definitely there. She's just definitely a private there. person. And yeah. Things like dropping grouse at the uh, <laughs> yeah. press conference after so they good. won the World Cup in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think all the fans love to see the little glimpses um, of the real Meg. So, yeah, unbelievable career. She'll definitely be missed. But I guess it leaves the Australian team in a little bit of a conundrum. I mean, we've seen Elisa Healy uh, take the reins as captain um, in Meg's absence. Um, what do you think, LJ? Do you think Elisa Healy will assume that position permanently or could they go for um, another option, someone maybe a bit younger? Yeah, it's a really interesting call they have to make. Mm. The other aspect too is that Elisa Healy is recovering from her dog yes, bite. Yes, the dog bite. we're yep. not even 100% sure she'll be fit for the start of the India tour. Yeah. We hope she will be, but yeah, it's it's a big call to make because Elisa Healy. We don't know how much longer she'll go on. Yeah. She's thirty two. Yeah, might only be another couple of years. Do you put her in the role and mm. then appoint a younger vice to yeah. give them a bit more experience, or do mm. you just go make a longer term call now and and pick someone like Talia McGrath, who's been the vice captain under Healy yeah. in recent times, leave mm. Healy as vice and. Look longer term. It's a huge decision. See T Mac flourish. I mean, a lot. Of, another name that often gets thrown into the ring is uh, Ashley Gardner. Um, obviously, got all the skills um, on the field. She's in the in the form of her life, um, and I feel like that's something that's an aspect of her game that's really developed over the last couple of years. You can tell she's really matured. Um, when she speaks, she speaks with authority. Um, she's actually like I was at a game in Brisbane uh, when they were playing against the West Indies and it was Ash who gave the huddle speech and, yeah, the team were hanging off her every word. So maybe Ash Gardner's a smoky that can come into the mix. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's yeah. one of those ones where there's not really been a strict succession plan in place that sometimes you see in other teams where Meg's always had a vice that's been older than her yeah. and more experienced. Yeah. That's not to say Cricket Australia haven't been trying to nurture the next generation of leaders. Ash and, and Talia were both being part of Belinda Clark's leadership mentoring programs. There has been a real concerted effort made to make sure that there are a lot of options for post-Meg. It's just going to be really interesting to see what direction yeah, they go in. Yeah, they'll want to make they want to make the right choice and there's a lot of good options out there. That's that's probably enough from us about Meg. Um, stay tuned. The Scoop has got some plans to celebrate Meg's career in cricket um, in more depth. But for now, uh, the WBBL season is... It rolls on and joining LJ and I on the show today is Tammy Beaumont and Georgia Presswich, Renegades duo. They were in great form. It was great to chat to those girls, hear a little bit about Tammy's perspective coming over from England and get to know Georgia a little bit better. Um, but LJ, was another. it was another exciting week of WBBL um, over in Perth and um, in Ringwood as well and probably some other cities. <laughs> it's everywhere. WBBL is everywhere. Um, did you have a favourite performance over the week that you enjoyed watching? I mean, first of all, can you believe we're halfway through the regular season already? No. Nah. That's, that's outrageous. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> Unbelievable. Um, my favourite performance of the week or performances is just the form Katie Mack is in right now. Yeah. She's, like, gone away. She had that hand injury at the end of last summer. She's gone away. She had a massive preseason. She's added power to her game. 
and she's just absolutely thriving at the top of the order for the Adelaide Strikers right now. It's really exciting to see. My favourite performance, um, I was lucky enough to be at the the WACA, um, which was a great weekend, I might add. Um, Credit to the WACA. They did an outstanding job of hosting. Yeah, really big crowds. It was uh, Woolworths Cricket Blast round, so a lot of kids around and – they loved getting up close and personal to their favourite players. But, yeah, I got to see the Elise Perry show in full flight, which was a lot of fun. So, Elise, um, it was Pez's first... First time first, bowling in a game yeah. since the Ashes? Yeah, first time bowling in a game since the Ashes. Um, so, we'd all been waiting to see it. Um, and then I saw her marking out her run out of the wacker. I was like, here we go. This is going to be good. But I didn't think it was going to be that good. Uh, so, Pez finished with figures of 5 for 22. Best ever um, WBBL figures and then followed it up with 44 not out off 39 balls to get it done against the Renegades. So it was like a classic Pez performance. She was looking so good with the ball, bowling really quick. Batters couldn't play her and it was, yeah, it was like the Elise Perry of old and it was great to watch it. And probably the best bit about it was um, Pez post-match interview (laughs) when she got asked, oh, what do you put that down to? And Pez reckons it's beginner's luck. (laughs) Elise Perry, Australia's most capped international cricketer. <laughs> Beginners like, I mean, only Elise Perry can get away with saying that. She is, um, she's one of a kind. Um, so, yeah, it was thoroughly enjoyable watching that, watching her lead the Sixers to a win. Um, and now the Sixers have two wins on the trot. So maybe maybe they're on the up. Yep, I think they're going up the water spout. Is, <laughs> That's another <laughs> fair saying. Is what I think Erin Burns. Oh, Burnsy, yeah. Apparently um, gave the team a bit of a speech and okay. she's obviously got her little boy Jack and yeah. is reading a lot of nursery rhymes at the moment. Classic. She told them all they're going to go up the water spout into the finals. So. <laughs> all right, watch out. Yeah, never ride off the sixes. Prize packet, what do you reckon? A bit of few. Um, yeah. I'm going to say I really enjoyed my trip out to Ringwood yesterday. <laughs> that is surprising. It was a surprising venue to see um, when the yeah. schedule came out. It's not somewhere that's hosted a WBBL game before, so that was a, a new one and didn't really know what to expect from Jubilee Park. But yeah. it, they had a, a really good crowd in there, well over 1,000 people, which for you know a 3 p.m. game on totally. a, a Wednesday is yeah. um, great. There was some really cool vibes happening. Excellent. Lots of music. Ice cream trucks, a bit going on. What more can you need? And then, um, yeah, pretty strange finish too with that yeah. <laughs> uh, lightning delay. Yeah. The Stars one run ahead of the pass score. The Sixers then helped remove the covers with about five minutes before the cutoff for the game being called off. Good on them. They ran out there. They got the covers off. Wow. <laughs> they, were, they knew they had to get back out there to get yeah. the win and Classic. they did it. They did it. Yeah. Chloe Tryon, ice in her veins. Um, yeah, that was good to watch. Um, what was your surprise packet of the week? Sticking with the Sixers theme, um, Maitland Brown joining Elise Perry at the top of their batting order um, was another thing. There's been many things that I haven't had on my bingo card, <laughs> but that's another one I didn't have on my bingo card. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure of the reasoning. You chatted to Mato yesterday, LJ. What did she have to say about it? Yeah, she said they were just trying to do something a bit different. Things Fair obviously enough. weren't working. They had had, you know, they had a pretty good combination that they wanted to run with with. Elisa Healy and Susie Bates. Mm, yeah. Healy gets ruled out. Suddenly you've got Elise mm. Perry and Susie Bates opening yeah. the batting and Bates is battling for form at the moment. So yeah. Mado said they just wanted to mix it up, um, move Bates down the order to give her a bit of a different role, let mm-hmm. her find her way back into form. And then Mado, who has been killing it as a bit of a power hitter down the she order, has, yeah. coming into open, um, she described herself as the wish version of Elisa Healy at the top of the order. <laughs> but um, pretty much said she's been given a bit of a license to come out and attack the way Midge would. Yeah, cool. 
Happy days. There were also some good wins, a um, couple of big wins, a couple of high scoring contests. Did you have a favourite? Um, yeah, I really enjoyed and I was off, but yeah. I don't do much with my time off. I was watching the WBBL. <laughs> and I, I, was, I was also off and I was also watching it. <laughs> I really enjoyed watching we're it. sad. <laughs> yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed sitting back and watching the Thunder play the Heat at North Sydney Oval on Monday night. Yeah, it was, making their it was a great game. Making score. Uh, cracking match. He Tommy nearly chased it down. Yeah. Bombian, yeah, the Heat. JJ at the end there. Yeah. Really great match. Um, really good win for the Thunder too, knocking off a title favourite in the, the Heat. Yeah, very good. Millie Kerr's come um, back with a bang. She's in great form. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome seeing her back in the comp. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a win of the week that you particularly enjoyed? Strikers getting it done over the Scorchers. That was a nail-biter. Yeah, Wait, it was. So Chloe Ainsworth gets thrown the ball by Sophie Devine with the strikers needing 12 off the final over. Um, pretty tough task for the 18-year-old. And Danny Gibson was at the crease and she got it done very quickly. Three boundaries in the over. Um, that was a good win for the strikers. So, yeah, the race to the finals is becoming very interesting. A lot of the teams seem like they're finding form at the, very, at the right time. I mean, the Scorchers also looked really good. I mean, having Nat Siverbrunt come into their team just adds, obviously, adds an extra element of... Cheeky half-century first up. Yeah, she just looks she looks good as gold. So um, there's a lot of teams looking in really good nick and, yeah, I think it's going to be a really exciting race to the finals. Yeah, it's. I feel like every time one of these, the Thunder, the Strikers, Scorchers, Heat win a game, they end up on top of the ladder. Yeah. And yeah. then you've still got the Hurricanes and the Sixers breathing right down yeah. their necks as well. It's going to be um, a really interesting last couple of weeks to see who can make that top four. And very, very some very exciting. unlucky teams that end up missing out. Yeah, exactly. It will be. Thank you to the listeners of The Scoop for listening to um, LJ and my reflections on the career of Meg Lanning. Rest assured there'll be more to come. And hope you enjoy the weekend of WBBL action. It's only getting better. Thanks for listening. Tammy Beaumont, Georgia Presswich. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining us uh, here at Junction Oval on the Scoop podcast. Um, firstly, two weeks in with the Renegades. Give us a little bit of a rundown on how it's been so far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's been good. I think um, we're really connected as a group, having a lot of fun, uh, running fun from home. It's not actually that much fun in the old fielding uh, fielding sessions. But um, no, I think we've got a really good group of people and particularly coming back in after kind of four, four years. Um, yeah, the kind of the character of the team is still the same, even though a lot of people have changed, which, um, yeah, kind of is really nice to be back and it kind of feels like coming home for me. But um, yeah, results kind of maybe haven't gone the way we would have liked. Um, we've been really close in a couple of games against the Heat and um, obviously the Sixers the other day. Um, but it's one of those where we don't need to rewrite anything. I think we're, we're not far away. Um, there's some really key things we can work on. And, and, you know, the good thing for us, I think, is kind of probably... Well, none of our overseas players who are, who are batters have got 50 yet. So I think, you know, when we finally fire in a game, um, everybody else is already, you know, pulling their weight for us at the minute. <laughs> yeah, I think one from four, you'd expect the group to be a little bit disheartened and down. Yeah. But like Tam said, we've just been so close and there's still so much belief that we haven't even scratched mm. I will, not even the surface, I'd say even 50% of what we're capable of. So, like, we're all really upbeat still and just, yeah, hoping that we can just get one that which yeah. will just kickstart yeah. the back end. And I guess it like you guys kind of come together really quickly and there's not a very long lead in so I guess 
it's must be nice to know there's still a long way to go in the season. Yeah, um, I mentioned before, like the Renegades is one of like the only teams that aren't the full domestic squad. Like mm. you see, the Heat have like Queensland, yeah. Adelaide have SA. Renegades is such a throw together team, like with people yeah. from out of state, the internationals. Obviously, Tam's been here before, but um, so the first couple of weeks is just so exciting. Like, it's like yeah. the first couple of weeks of school, like, getting to know all your friends and stuff. Um, so, like, there's always just a vibe. Um, even people from the outside say, like, the Renegades' um, energy and aura is just like really cool, and it's definitely yeah. like that from the inside, which is really fun. Yeah, like that. And you've Tammy, you've been back in Melbourne for a few weeks. What have you been getting up to outside of cricket stuff? Oh, just enjoying the fact that I can just get a nice coffee absolutely everywhere, mm, whereas in England okay. you have to make sure you, <laughs> you do your research, you find out which ones actually do proper barista coffee yeah, and yeah. avoid the chains. Um, so, yeah, lots of coffee. Do you have um, a favourite coffee shop? No, not yet. I'm actually okay. just, I, we're not far off Chapel Street, so yeah. I'm, I'm basically okay. trying to rate yeah. all of them. Maybe okay. I need to write a blog on it or something. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, for my English taste. So yeah, I'm basically trying to complete the set. Um, but no, just trying to get around the girls as much as possible. Some of them played club cricket the other day. I went down to watch. And, oh, nice. Um, yeah, a few little meals together and lots of watching cricket because I'm absolute cricket nuffy. So oh, whenever good. there's been a WBBL game on, I've been watching it. <laughs> so you must have been watching a lot of cricket. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Started as a striker, came Renegade. Then there was a stint at the Thunder yep. and back at the Renegades. What, what keeps bringing you back to the WBBL? Yeah, I keep joking I'm trying to complete the set, but yeah. um, obviously coming back to Renegades kind of stopped me getting another colour, but no, really happy to be back. Um, I think I really enjoyed my time in, in, in uh, 2019 here. Um, I think what the group's about, the way they show a lot of grit, mm. almost the more difficult the game becomes, the harder everyone tries. Okay. And that's something that kind of speaks to me. I've always joked that I'm a bit of a Jack Russell kind of biting at your ankles, <laughs> desperate to get in the scrap kind of competitor. Yeah. And I think that... That ethos like shines through at the Renegades like absolutely. Um, so yeah, certainly been a lot of fun already. Have you seen the WBBL change? Like, do you remember your first game of WBBL, and have you seen it grow in the time that you've been coming over? Yeah, I certainly think so. I think um, I think it was WBBL02, and okay. it was um, we were on North Sydney Oval second ground, um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there was like a dog interrupted play because of the. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Fuck. Um, but I think, you know, I think the standard's just grown a lot. Um, you see the likes of... Um, you know, the, the under-19 players like Ella Hayward, I think, mm. is one of our standout bowlers. And, you know, she was at the under-19 World Cup last year. Same with like the likes of Millie Illingworth and um, Ainsworth over at Perth. I think yeah. they come in and have an immediate impact. Um, whereas I think before teams, you know, early on were probably carrying a few players that were yeah. sort of, you know, batting at eight, not bowling, mm. yeah. maybe just fielding because mm. they're decent in the field. Whereas now, actually, there's so much depth. You can have a couple of injuries in a team and, and teams still manage to win. Um, you know, I think without Alyssa Healy, the Sixers still look incredibly strong. Yeah. Um, mm. And also, I think you see that um, probably overseas players are also playing bigger roles than potentially they have done. I think Australian internationals used to have mm. quite a, a lot of say in how the games go, but now actually your domestic players can win your game on off their own bat or, yeah. or ball um, either way as well. And um, of the cities you've played for, do you have a favourite city in Australia? So I'm weird, right? Everyone's, I say <laughs> this and then everyone <laughs> says what, oh. but I really like Adelaide. Oh, okay, yeah. Like I'm, yeah. yeah. We actually quite like Adelaide too. There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing to dislike about it. Well, but favourite is quite a big call. Well, I haven't spent enough time in Perth, so I just have okay. to reel that out. All Brisbane's right. probably the same, and every time I've been there, particularly the 2017 Ashes, it rained for two weeks. In so Brizzy? Just, yeah, just oh. ruined that. Um, so, yeah, for me, I'm not a big city person. Like, I don't like traffic. Yeah. Um, I like to be in the countryside. I like to walk where you can just see nature and, and yeah, yeah. kind of be well away from traffic noise and stuff like that. So, yeah, Adelaide was kind of 20 minutes to the beach, yeah. then you're in the city, then you can get to, you know, wildlife reserves and stuff. So kind of suited my okay. likes a bit more. Have you travelled around Australia much and are there sort of other bits outside of the cities that you've really enjoyed visiting? Um, yeah, the best thing I've done was um, I had about 10 days between uh, the Ashes in 2017 and then the Big Bash mm. and myself and Alex Hartley, who's just retired from England, yeah. we got a camper van down the Great Ocean Road. Nice. Um, yeah, and we planned to do it in five days, but we were having so much fun, we extended it and so good. we're like caving in South Australia. And oh, nice. Wow. So um, yeah, that's probably the best thing I've done in Australia, but um, would absolutely love to... Um, explore a bit more. Nice. And Georgia, you're a native Queenslander. Yes, um, yep. You've made the full move down here to Victoria with the Renegades as well. How's it been and how do you feel like you're settling in? So far, so good. Yep. I actually feel like I've just been here forever. Okay. Um, yeah, right. yeah, playing for Queensland kind of just seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Um, but no, the group, the Victorian group is unbelievable and the Renegades girls are just a breath of fresh air. So yeah, I'm really happy and um, my brother Jack lives here as well. So I've moved away from family to still be with family. <laughs> We're living together, which has been really oh, interesting. Nice. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, yep, learning lots about each other. Um, but no, it's been really good so far. What was it that made you come down here to Victoria? Um, probably just, it came down to opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um and I probably was in the Queensland program for about nine years. So I just kind of felt like I had done as much as I could there, like in that 
in that program and mm. um it was nice to come down here and kind of yeah join a new program new coaching um just a new way of playing the game um and also to like train alongside pez and yeah. meg and stuff like just to see how they go about um their business has been really eye-opening and um, it's no secret that Victoria have, you know, X amount of Australian players and mm. under-19 World Cup players, so I just wanted to see what all the fuss was about. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, so far I'm just loving it. What's yeah. all the fuss about? They're good? Good to train alongside? <laughs> yeah, they just train like bloody workhorses. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw Meg out there cutting laps before. Mm. Zooming. Um, <laughs> you know, they train hard, but they just have the, I guess, the mental aspect of their game is just so... Um, switched on like mm. so sharp so that's been really cool to get some glimpses and you come from a pretty big cricketing family with your dad and your brothers yeah. what were the uh, backyard cricket battles like growing up yeah there were a few um I Jack and Will my two brothers they were like backyard fanatics um and dad would often play with them until he wasn't the best and then dad kind of just like threw in threw it threw in the towel and didn't play but I kind of got roped in um like I didn't play a lot of cricket when I was younger um, and Jack and Will loved batting and so they made me bowl to them. I never got to bat in backyard cricket. Um, brutal. Brutal. But I think that's why I became like a bowler because like that's all I knew how to do. Um, but, yeah, plenty of broken windows. Um, our neighbours, like the boys would smash balls into their yard and they just got so sick of throwing them back that they just like refused to let us on their property to get any balls. Like, yeah, it was good fun, good memories. So your dad's obviously the bowling coach for the Aussie team. Do you talk to him much about bowling? Yeah, yeah, I do all the time. Um, mm. <clears throat> I probably call him every day actually. Okay. Um, I think he knows so much about pace bowling um he also knows so much about the game but I think the way he communicates that with me like obviously he's my dad as well so um I'm able to take on you know harsh feedback he puts it in a in a way that I'm gonna you know be able to receive that so um yeah it's been good but there's plenty of um like I'll give Jack a call or give Will a call um Simon Mack and our bowling coach um he's always there so there's a lot of people we can lean on do you reckon your dad would like talk to you differently to how he would, he would talk to another one of these yeah, coaching the, subjects? A, a couple of the girls have said this and I actually reckon he'd, he'd talk to the Aussie pace bowlers mm. similar. Like he's just such a father figure. Yeah. And yeah. He's, really, he's a very chill guy. Yeah, he's pretty chill but he's also the scariest person I've ever met. Like once you're on his – like, you know, if you do something wrong, like God forbid. Really? Right. Yeah, he's okay. going to be really scary. But like I think he would, yeah, he'd be like that father figure and – um, like if you're having a bad day with a ball, like he just finds a way to still, you know, find the positives mm. um, and, and get your mind ready for the next game. Obviously here at Junction Oval, you guys share the facilities with the Melbourne Stars. So I just wanted to know, like, how does that impact the rivalry? Is it a friendly rivalry? Like, do you back the Stars in or <laughs> just do blank you, each other? Yeah, blank, do you blank, yeah, blank each other in the hallways, training. What's the go? Um, I don't know really. I think I haven't really bought into that rivalry. I okay. think probably because we're not playing them for quite a long time. Yeah, and yeah. Actually, at the minute we're like passing ships. Like True. we're either away, they're here. Yeah. Um, but actually, I've got three English players mm. in that team. So yeah, absolutely <laughs> catching up with them and um, checking in on them, ch- nice. seeing how they are, and um, yeah, a bit of crossover in that regard. Because um, I think you're always going to kind of connect with your your you know country yeah. country people um so yeah um so far no no big rivalry but i'd say like the the stars and the renegades mm. because a lot of them are the victorian team like we all get along really well yeah and we're all pretty cruisy characters off the field so around junction i'd say like we're all pretty friendly but yeah. as soon as like the, the game comes 
like I probably won't be talking to many of them the day of the game <laughs> or like saying hello to them before the game. Like once, oh, yeah. I feel like once it's game time, it's game time. Uh, yeah, fair's fair when it's game, yeah, yeah. game yeah. on, then yeah. it's absolutely no holes barred and no. absolutely want to be the best team in Melbourne. Yeah. So um, I hope Meglani doesn't hear that because she'll probably get motivated. <laughs> she <laughs> seems to get motivated by those kind of things. <laughs> Meg, you great. I love you. <laughs> Are you looking forward to playing against, you know, Katia and Maya and Sophia? Yeah, I am, definitely. I think... Um, they're some great young players and they've been playing so well for a long period of time now. So um, it's good to see them out here getting, you know, a couple of them. It's their first or second time in the uh, WBBL, so mm. it's great to see them. Um, but, yeah, I think you always want to kind of go one one over on your, yeah. <laughs> your English counterparts. Yeah. And have you, either of you, played on the MCG before? I haven't. Yeah, I have. Okay. I think it was... WBBL02 or 03. Okay. We played against um, the Melbourne Stars, Adelaide Strikers versus Melbourne Stars. Okay. How was it? Wasn't it was a good game. Great history. Is that something you're looking forward to coming up against the Stars on the G? Yeah, definitely. I think um, just the history that the MCG has um, just brings so much nerves and excitement. Mm. Um, uh, we've been training there quite a bit. Okay. And even just to like walk through like underneath and around, like you see like the honour boards and mm. the hundreds and the fifties and it, you just want to be up on, like you just want to be a part of history. Like, yeah. yeah. And to win there, we're just, well, to play there is just going to be incredible, but hopefully to win will be even better. I think that's towards the back end of our yeah. last group game. Yeah, the yeah, last. last group game, yeah. So I hope it's kind of like, Decider. Yeah. Oh no. Finals. Everyone wins. No, but then everyone in Melbourne comes out to support. So there's like thousands there. And then it'll be a great atmosphere. Yeah. And we win. And then the Renegades scrape into the finals. Presto gets like four for, I get 70. It's like perfect. Oh, Manifest that. You heard it here first. So you've got Hayley Matthews as captain this season. How's she been? Ah, oh, she's been great. Um, Hales is just a real calm character. Obviously, she's coming off a really good series for um, herself at the West West Indies against Australia. Um, and yeah, I just think she's bring bringing a real calm and quite clear vibe. Um, I think the way she's been bowling in particular, mm. um, taking those incredibly difficult overs, either you know in the power play and the power surge, and then at the death, and just really leading from the front. I think she's got a wicket every power surge over so far yep. and pretty much at the top of the wicket takers um which is great for us and I think she she's a real key uh player for us and I think the way that she's kind of using everyone within the team that's also a leader you know obviously mm. Harman Preet captain of India yep. Jess Duffin has played an awful lot of cricket yep. um and is back which is great to have her back and obviously Sophie Molyneux isn't playing but um, it's got a great cricket brain and is um, involved with the coaching staff. So the way she's managing to, you know, yeah. keep all those leaders um, and use use their brains and use their kind of ideas, but yeah. also lead in her own way is, is really good. Did you guys watch her um, when she was destroying the Aussies at North Sydney Oval? Unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty special. Um, I think, yeah, it's a big role to take too. Like being the international player obviously brings a certain level of, of pressure and then to captain um, and then to have Sophie still, you know, be in and around. Like it's a pretty enormous job to take on, but she's just so, I'm not sure if you've met her, but blase, but um, switched on at the mm. same time. Like she just manages to navigate everything and, and also has a knack of bringing the group together. Like when she spoke to us after, yeah. what game was that? Um, Thunder. 
No, when she spoke to us at Junction. Must have been after mm. the heat game, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, spoke to us and, like, I had chills, like, all oh, down okay. my arms. Like, it was just so, like, wow. inspiring and yeah. empowering. And, like, she truly does, like, believe in the group and in the individual and obviously takes the time to go to all the bowlers and work through your bowling plans and yeah. um, even the spinners. So... Yeah, we're so lucky. Yeah, she's know. got a real good cricket brain. So I was, it was roles reversed at Welsh Fire. I was mm. captain, yep. um, and Hales was part of the team. But yeah, the number of times she'd just come up to me and be like, "Have you thought about this? Or what about this person from this end? Or um, even things like about selection? Yeah, yeah just yeah. maybe hadn't thought about. And it just yeah highlighted to me what what great cricket brain she's got. And um, yeah, it's great to be led by her this time around. Very, Very good. Has that what? been handy for you too? Like knowing that you two just played together in the 100 and then coming here and opening the batting for the Gates? Yeah, we keep talking about our opening partnerships. <laughs> like, basically in the in the 100, I think we pretty much got a 50 partnership or a zero partnership. And if I got naught, okay. she got naught. Oh. And then if I got off the mark, we normally did all right and got like a really so quick 50 partnership. Like, we yeah. both love batting together. Yeah. So much so that we keep following each other off the pitch. Um, <laughs> it's literally like, it is, it's literally, it's literally like if I get out she follows by the end of the over and if she gets out without you yeah we just don't want to be apart obviously um well it was it definitely was a joke before our eliminator in the hundred um that it was Hale said to me she's like can you make sure you get off the mark today (laughs) so that I can get off the mark today so I was like okay okay um so yeah so it's been a thing for a while but um I would I would love to go back and see like what the like averages of our opening partnership because okay. actually like <laughs> um, no because I actually think we've done pretty well I think because we're you know very different heights yeah. hit very different areas yeah. um, attack different bowlers like it does seem to really work quite well um, and I absolutely love opening the baton with her because yeah. you know one day it might be her day and she's mm. absolutely flying so I'll just no pressure on me get her on strike and another yeah. day maybe I get off to a half decent start and sh- there's no pressure on her and um, maybe by the end of this tournament we'll learn to, learn to not get out in the same over and maybe one of us go on after we get out. <laughs> It'll be fun to watch. What's she like in the middle? Is she does she chat chat a bit or pretty quiet operator? Uh, I think she talks like just enough. I'm probably okay. the overly <laughs> communicative <laughs> one, um, particularly really? if I'm nervous. Really? You know that? Um, but no, I think it, it works well. And she, you know, she talks about what what needs to be spoken about, um, yeah. but very la- relaxed and um, certainly just enjoyable time to bat with her. And so Asha's rivalry is pretty alive and well uh, in both countries at the moment. Um, does that sort of like all go out the window when you come over here to Australia or is there still a bit of chat amongst the, the Aussies as well? I feel like at the moment there's not too much, say, particular like Ashes chat just because okay. like there's, it's quite a way off again. Like yeah. we've obviously just had the Ashes. Just leave that um, to the boys. Yeah, we just sort of like, you know, we've left that where we've left that. The result was the result. Um, yeah. But I think everyone in an in, in international level like yes I'm here to win games for the Renegades play well in the WBBL but at the same time we know there's a World T20 coming mm. up and um, I think you can see like you know I'm starting to think oh, alright well if I come up against Australia like what yeah. do their bowlers do how can I maybe yeah. attack them or mm. what do they do under pressure what's this that and the other and I think it's the same with you know Australian players I think you're constantly looking at your international counterparts mm. it might be Ashes rivalry it might I think you look at every international player in the yeah. WBBL and start to think all right yeah next time we face them you know what's my go-to what's going to happen um 
because I think that's, yeah, the smart play and kind of what has accelerated women's cricket um, has been kind of playing in franchise leagues and learning from other people or learning mm. through watching other people. And um, it's good for the game, but it just means there's absolute fierce competition <laughs> yeah. every time you play now. Yeah. Did you watch a lot of the women's ashes yeah. over the winter? It was great. There was a lot of cricket on, like the Aussie yeah. girls were over there as well. Yeah. So never short yeah. of cricket during the week. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good to watch. Did you stay up during the night? Yeah, sometimes I did. Or like a lot of the channels do like the the recaps as well yeah. or it's on ams and i'll just go and a bit snuffy as well but i'll just like go <laughs> watch on a, ams watch a bit of tammy's double hundred yeah. surely yeah. <laughs> well i'm watching paint paint dry that <laughs> but no it's good yeah i think australians and english um have a lot in common but what separates aussie and english cricketers do you have anything different about the way you go about your games oh there's well there is one thing that's maybe not how you go about a game what you call extra cover most some oh, I think this is actually a regional thing as well mm. so I swear last year at Thunder people would say go to the cover yeah. and they mean like the higher one closer oh. to the bowler yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you have like extra cover who can be in or on the boundary yeah or oh. well, in England it's like extra cover and then the squarer ones cover I'd right. agree with, I'd, mm. I'd agree with the yeah I think I found in Melbourne that it's okay but in like New South Wales yeah I was standing in the wrong position <laughs> half the time <laughs> Any other sort of culture differences, like the way that people sort of go about things or, like, yeah, other bits of slang? Oh, I have been learning a little bit of English slang. <laughs> um, gaff. Gaff. Is for, like, come to come over to my gaff, like my oh, house. Never oh. heard that. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. else would you say? That's all I really know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, too easy is, like, the most Aussie saying. Too easy. Oh, <laughs> too easy. Or Sarah Glenn. TikTok. Yeah. yeah. It's Sarah Glenn. Too easy. Um, you, wouldn't, very you wouldn't say it? No. no. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> I'm, I am weird in that like, my accent will merge to wherever I am. Oh, really? Yeah, because my parents were from the north of England and I, yeah. I was, grew up in the south and there's two yeah. very different accents. Okay. I'd go to school and it'd be like, yeah, all right, any, um, down in Kent. <laughs> and then <laughs> like up north, whenever I saw my family, it'd be like, hey, up, dog, let's go to pub. So I just... Good accent. Yeah, I would just like literally... Chameleon. between the two. And I've never had anything to do with Birmingham, but if I go to Birmingham for a day, I'm like, I'm in Birmingham. Like, honestly, so I'll be here for accent. two months and I, I'll go home and everyone's like, are you Australian? Really? <laughs> yeah. Good day, mate. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> Too easy, mate. One thing I know, everyone in England seemed to wear bucket hats and that hasn't really caught on in Australia, I don't think. What's with the bucket hats? Oh, look, I keep trying to make bucket hats work for me, but mm. they just don't. <laughs> but I keep trying. Okay. Is that in 100? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We, had we had hundred ones. I we got like an England one. They kept being worn during press conferences and stuff during the Ashes too. Yeah. yeah. I, I wore it all day, day five. We actually got in trouble because there was a charity day that had uh, one day of our test match was Ruth for Red Day. Mm. Um, It's a bit like the Glenn McGrath Foundation, but Andrew Strauss's wife, unfortunately. Um, So, yeah, they were giving out red bucket hats and we got in trouble because we were wearing them like on the balcony (laughs) when it's not like England kit. Um, Very strict. But uh, it's for charity. It's for charity. Um, Yeah, yeah, then we had our England bucket hats. Yeah, Yeah. bucket hats have just taken England by storm, but it's not actually sunny enough to really need one. I'd say visors are probably more Australian. We haven't actually Mm. got a Renegades visor, which I will be following up later this afternoon. But I think... They're a strong look. The high pony girls love to get the ponytail out. (laughs) You find Sophie Day 
loves it. There was a quite the debate um, back when I was playing for Queensland um, casual v Oakley Sunnies. Like oh. a lot of the Queensland girls play yeah. in like, the like casual, Grace. Yeah, yeah, like Grace, Michaela Hinkley. Like they all just play in like the like you know just like, mm. what's just regular. Beach, yeah. yeah, and I just couldn't cop it. Like I I needed the polarized like sport ones. And it seems like they get a bit too sweaty, like yeah. and like fall off. Well, I guess. I don't know. Some people like, you know, you look good, you feel good, you yeah, feel good, true. you play good. Yeah. Maybe it works for Grace. I don't know. In, in fine form, so. Must I be can it. barely keep my eyes open in the sun anyway, so <laughs> the darker the lens, the better. And so um, we've been finishing the podcast um, the last couple of times. I feel like when you get asked someone to tell us, like, what your strengths are and, like, what you bring into a team, no one's going to say it about themselves, so we're going to get you to say it about the other. So oh. let's start with you, Tammy. What does Georgia bring oh. to the Renegades team and oh. what are her strengths? Uh, I think Georgia brings people together. Okay. I think she's the lifeblood of the team. Um, I think, yeah, the way she connects people, uh, particularly, like, myself, I think, She's reached out a few times and checked in with me and checked That's that nice. I'm okay, yeah. uh, which I think is like a super strength yeah. of reading a room. Um, and, yeah, I think she's a natural athlete, like the way she is in the field um, and her ball striking with the bat is pretty exciting to watch coming in at night. So. Oh, is that enough? Good rap. Keep going. Nice. <laughs> I'll pay you later. <laughs> um, Tam, I'd say um, so hard to bowl to, like as a bowler, she hits in very different parts of the ground to most batters. So um, just having her at the top is so destructive, um, especially op- her and Haley opening. Like um, I think you just complement each other so well. Um, but off the field, I'd just say like she's an absolute pocket rocket. Um, she's never not smiling um, or laughing. Um, and, yeah, she kind of just fits into – well, I know she's already played here, but she kind of just fits into the Renegades mould um, so perfectly what we're about. All our morals, all our values, so we love having you. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us on the Scoop podcast this afternoon. Um, Good luck to the Renegades. Um, Can't wait to watch you over in Perth and hope it all goes well. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks. We spent um, two weeks in. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting.